Welcome to Linux Link Radio by Timesys, a podcast for embedded Linux developers. Welcome to Linux Link Podcast by Timesys. Um, my name is Maciej Halas. I'm here with Gene Sally. Hi there. Uh, Gene has been very fortunate to uh, attend the Ot- Ottawa Linux Symposium. Um, this week, was it? No, 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 it was last week. Last it week. Was, it ran uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and, and into Saturday, believe it or not. Even though I stay had I skipped out on the last part where they served cocktails or whatever else. It was just, uh, I was over Linux at that point. So today, we're going to spend some time um, talking about uh, Gene's experience, what he actually saw, uh, what he learned at this symposium, and um, share some of his insight with you. So, Gene, on that topic, um, how is Linux Symposium? Okay, well, you, you go there. It's, it's actually a very interesting uh, technical sort of conference. Uh, I've been to other like, marketing marketing tech show conferences, none of that there. So that was really refreshing in the fact that most of the talks mm-hmm. weren't thinly veiled marketing pitches. Instead, they really concentrated on technical issues uh, of the day. Uh, and I didn't get, you know, there were a lot of talks. There were, I think, four separate rooms, you know, all named after penguins and whatever else that, that were going on. So I didn't get to see, of course, I could only see a quarter of what was happening unless I played some trick where I got to be two places at the same time, but it didn't work out that way. Yourself. Yeah. Yep. So I only got to see about a quarter of what was happening. And even that was an overwhelming uh, uh, bit of uh, overwhelming amount of information. So how was the attendance? Was there a lot of people... You know, I, I, people ask me that for the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, I would probably say they were in the hundreds, but certainly not a thousand. Maybe four or five hundred people yeah. uh, total. There were. I, I know the the first day I was there, I went to a, a lecture about who changes what in the Linux kernel, and that was in the main in the main room. There was four. I think there were yeah, four different rooms there. So that was in the main room, and I got up and you know, I came in. I sat down. It was a little bit early. And I sat down, and there was no one around me because I was off to the edge where I could get... I sort of spaced out because I was reading, you know, the conference. Because I looked up, and though it was full all around me. So uh, I would guess at least in that room there were at least 400 folks there. And and the topic was even by one of the kernel maintainers with respect to, you know, how much uh, contributions are in the kernel by different people and which companies, you know, did a lot of support and which companies didn't and which folks they couldn't identify and you know how things snuck up through the I shouldn't say snuck up, but how things were structured with return with respect to who did what, yes. and how that happened so that a patch got in the Linux kernel what was happening over in the two six distribution. So I would imagine that given the audience, um, most of the topics, if not all, were very in depth technical yeah. and were intended for people to learn about the direction that Linux is going or different subsections of Linux kernel and different open source projects are going. Yes. Uh, but can you talk a bit about the kinds of topics that you saw there? Um. Oh, sure. So, uh, work at Timesys, right? So I figured probably good if idea if I went to things that dealt with embedded. So that's I, I made that decision all on my own, right? entirely independent. I, I was tempted to call in my boss and say what, but no, I did it all on my own. <laughs> so I did most things that were that seemed to be embedded, and it was very interesting. The and real time. So I, even though there's two separate content, co- concepts, um, so I went to a few of the real time lectures, and one of them was given by, and, and I'm very, I'm very embarrassed, uh, St- uh, Steve Rostad, uh, and he talked about the. Pardon me. Why are you embarrassed? Oh, I can't remember his name. I couldn't remember oh, his name. I, okay. I could see his face, and I thought, well, 
I wanted to prepare for my podcast at least seven minutes, and I know that was a name that I looked at. So the um, it was given by Steve Rostad and a few other folks that talked about what was in the kernel for two six in real time and the changes they were making. And if you don't know the the Steve Rostad, whenever they have real time patches come out, I feel bad for Steve because there's it's by Ingo Molinar, um, uh, Tom Glexner, and others. Well, the and others is Steve. Okay, so he, he gets doesn't quite get the amount of credit I think for what goes on. But he's talking about what was going on for two six in real time and you know what they're doing with respect to improving performance and increasing architecture coverage. Uh, they are quite happy that they got the you know the preemptible stuff and high res timers into the kernel mainline around for two six, mm-hmm. and um, uh, that was a that was a big thing. It was a big thing to get in there and and have as part of the regular kernel builds and as part of the regular kernel system. And you know, a lot of the other uh, stuff Steve uh, talked about, you can look at the, if you go to Auto Linux Linux Symposium, yeah. use that Google thing, you get the papers in detail. But you know, what Steve talked about is a lot of the, the real-time problems introduced if, by driver writers were done um, out of ignorance by the driver writer themselves. So they weren't they didn't know that, geez, you know, turning off all interrupts was a bad thing to do right. and would cause problems. And so there was a lot of, um, from his perspective and for his lecture, there's a lot of talk about adjusting the way people think about what they do so that they won't sort of upset the real-time apple cart, yeah. uh, so to speak, uh, in Linux as they're doing their driver work. So uh, what is new around Linux that you've learned uh, during the uh, symposium? Is there anything very dramatically uh like improving or um, any part of Linux kernel that um, gets really a lot of attention from open source other than real time because by far real time is um, a very hot topic these yeah. days. Yeah, so it's, real th- it's not just kernel. Uh, there's a lot of activity at the Linux Symposium that looks at the other constellation of activities that happen mm-hmm. around the Linux kernel. Mm-hmm. So there is... Um, there were several talks around small graphics utilities. I was at the um, uh, uh, Birds of Feather, BOF, BOF. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at the Birds of Feather for Embedded, and there was uh, a lot of talk there about creating distributions, you know, using UCLibc and using BusyBox and not using the standard uh, Fedora distributions, you know, Fedora packages. Um, although one of the things I sensed by folks in the embedded crowd is that the existing set of projects out there don't really serve them well with respect to creating a small system. Uh, you know, a lot of the in, a lot of the chip manufacturer board makers, you know, create these reference distributions and um, and that's all fine and dandy for their reference board. Uh, and but a lot of developers are out there saying, well, geez, that's really nice. It's you know, 762 megabytes. Um, yeah. Can can we move the decimal over just a little bit there to the left? Because I can't afford to put that much on my board. Uh, there's also work going on with the um, what they call tickless um, tickless mm-hmm. kernel, mm-hmm. which is you know one of those things. It's a, you know it's attracting folks out there um, because of um, some of the architecture differences, and it does make implementing real time a lot easier if you go that route. And uh, I know we we don't have, we don't want to do a long podcast today, but but geez, you know, go to OLS. And there's a great paper out there about tickless, about the tickless kernel and the ramifications that it has um, in, in embedded even, yeah. um, and also in, in Linux in general. 
but that'll go that'll go miles towards uh, helping improve the predictability of the Linux kernel when it's when it's implemented or, you know across uh, all architectures. So this event has been actually targeted to people that work in, with Linux in general, not yeah. not embedded only, but also desktop systems. Oh yeah. Did you did you see any kind of uh, division between the two groups at the show that? Um, that people thinking more in terms of embedded uh, application of Linux versus um, people that just try to build applications using desktop computers? That's a really, that's a good question for which I have a terrible answer. And uh, for, uh, for my experience at OLS, I focused so deeply on embedded that I didn't really go or pay attention to any of the other content. Uh, I know for the size of the for the size of the crowds in the embedded in real time, uh, there's actually a large subculture mm -hmm. that is very interested in that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't stop by and see other things. You know, I, there were several enterprise track, I should say a track, but there were several papers that really focused on deployment enterprise or, or large-scale systems, things that really don't affect you know, t uh, um, embedded engineers that much. So I simply didn't go to. So, mm -hmm. I, so while I got a feel of what it was like for embedded and what the... I didn't get anything to contrast against, so I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> uh, as far as uh, different processors and semiconductor vendors are concerned. Any mm -hmm. visibility of any specific um, vendor at the show? I know that um, uh, some of the semi vendors were sponsoring uh, partially the event, but I, I'm kind of like curious if you've seen any specific architecture or processor. Um, being discussed in more detail. Yeah, you know what, ARM got a lot of play. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas at the bird, at the bird of feather, uh, ARM seemed to be something that a lot of folks were interested in. Uh, and, and that, does, and I think there was, um, uh, and I'm, I'm embarrassed, I can't remember the name of the company, but they handed out some ARM-based boards um, at the at the uh, at the bird of feather uh, session. But there was an interest in, in ARM that was. Uh, that, that was much greater than I thought it would be, but I know that. But I know it lines up a lot with, with, with what we see here at Timesys, you know, yes. in terms of folks being interested in ARM. Uh, maybe it was a good validation that I can see it's just not Timesys seeing a lot more people interested in ARM. It's it's a pickup in general. There yeah. are a lot of folks very quite interested in ARM, and that was interesting. And there's less of a PowerPC uh, audience than I expected. Um, I'm not I'm not sure why. Yeah. Um, it might be just a matter of uh, topics that you attended, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, but, certainly. Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like you actually had a, a, a lot of fun, and uh, you've uh, found out a lot of things at the show. Is there anything else that you find particularly interesting that you've learned at the show? Well, yeah, I, I, I think the, the shocking, well, I wouldn't shocking as much as you start a term, the interesting thing was was the level of, of interest in Linux and Embedded. Mm -hmm. um, it really is becoming something that is a, a common usage pattern for mm -hmm. Linux. I, I know when we, when I first got in mixed up in this whole Linux embedded thing, uh, it, it was a fringe, right? And if you looked at the volume of submissions and the number of uh, talks at the at OLS that focused just on embedded, uh, you can really see that, that that Linux is becoming a driving force in that market. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and the amount of participation was fantastic. Yeah. The, the other thing I found is that a lot of folks were in there there to learn. 
So it was actually so they may have been doing their first embedded project with Linux, and they they're just getting their feet wet. So I also consider that wonderful, and that's you find that yeah. by talking to people and uh, seeing the questions that they ask and. Uh, and those I sorts of topics. I think that this is actually a fantastic opportunity for um, embedded Linux engineers to, as you said, find out more about uh, where Linux is heading, what to expect from future releases of Linux kernel, but also to, to, to learn how to, um, um, well, use certain technology like real-time in, in uh, embedded applications. Um, mm. As Steve Rostad uh according to you, said, there's a lot of knowledge that um, is out there, but um, uh, it sounds like this event is a perfect opportunity for um, engineers to, to easily access that information. Yeah, yeah, you know, if, you know, ne next year, ho hopefully they'll let me go next year. I, probably after they see my expenses, maybe <laughs> they won't decline. But, um, well, I'm joining you then. Oh, you're coming? Okay, so... <laughs> Um, he'll make us sleep under. There's a there's a waterway or whatever. We will make us he'll make us like sleep un, under the stars. Whatever. But they'll let, I'm sure they'll let us expense that uh, sleeping bag. But anyway, yeah. so the um, uh, yeah. I mean, w one of the things I think we're times as we could do a lot more talking uh, next year, maybe uh, or maybe in general, somewhere contribute a paper that just talks about system minimization. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of vendors, hardware vendors were out there and they created, and I mean, a, at all discredit the work they did, but they created distributions that, that really didn't match up with what people need for their board. And so there were several disconnects during the sessions where it was, okay, that's really nice, but, you know, it doesn't really solve my problem. Or I, I don't understand what they're doing. How does it fit into my project? And yeah, how does it fit into my project? And, yeah. geez, you know, a lot of embedded devices really aren't desktop or laptop equivalents. Yes. Um, right. And uh, I guess the popularity of um, uh, Pentium-class processors, um, the fact that they consume less energy these days, yeah. um, allow them to be used directly in, a, in embedded um, systems. Yeah. So I would imagine that a lot of uh, desktop users tend to converge um, onto kind of like more of an embedded space and, and uh, are more conscious about um, the footprint, the... Of a of a root file system, things like uh, boot time, um, how to build um, an embedded application, and, and, and how to harness the um, performance. Yeah. yeah. Well, great. Uh, well, thank you very much for <laughs> all your insights from that conference. And as I said, uh, next time I'm hopefully I'm going to be able to join you and uh, enjoy the the experience as well. Okay. So. Well, thank you very much. This podcast was brought to you by Timesys. Check out our new site to get free code, discuss, and learn about embedded Linux development. Go to timesys.com today.